Welcome to the Fed Heads, a weekly podcast from Grant Thornton Public Sector. Join the Fed Heads, Robert Shea and Francis Rose, each week to talk about the arcana of government management and the people who are working hard every day to improve it. Welcome to episode 149 of Fed Heads. I'm Francis Rose. And I'm Robert Shea. You have been telling me for a long time about the importance, Robert, of customer experience all across government. We talked about it on the podcast before, but today is a special day in the customer experience discussion. It's a big deal. A very big deal. Yes. The person who told me years ago, years ago, when she was very, very young, she said, you should pay attention to customer experience in government. This is a big deal. We're working on it inside the General Services Administration. We're trying to provide resources for agencies all across government to offer better customer experiences to the people that they serve. And I went, yeah, that sounds great. That sounds really cool. No, you really, Francis, you need to pay attention to this. And I kind of, over time, I came to understand it. And she's here, and I'm full disclosure, if she throws it back in my face, she has every right to do that. Martha Doris is uh, now no longer with GSA. She's the founder of Doris Consulting, and uh, she is here to talk about CX with Dan Barrett of Grant Thornton. Folks, welcome. It's great to see both of you. Martha, go right ahead. Throw it back in my face if you want to. You're right. CX is a big deal. We'll talk about why. What did you see coming when you tipped me seven, six, seven, eight years ago, whatever it was? What did you see coming, and has it developed and evolved the way that you expected? Well, um, it's nice to be here and see everybody. Um, and and when I when I got the the bug hit me, um, the customer experience bug hit me. It's just common sense that citizens deserve a government and deserve an experience that they can um, trust government. And so there, there's so many. It's very simple, but yet it's very complicated. And when when I started looking into customer experience, everybody was talking about customer service and everybody sort of got the customer service thing. But when we morphed into the customer experience part, people just didn't understand. And and honestly, they don't still understand in many places. But I think we've learned a lot about the importance of customer experience to building trust in government. Dan, is that what agencies are starting to understand that you think is driving this interest? Because this is not, the sense that I get is that the agencies are not doing this because somebody said they had to. They've come around to this idea that Martha has been talking about for so long, which is this is a way to rebuild trust in your organization and this is a way to actually do your job better and make your employees also feel more invested in the way that they're serving the people that they work for. Yeah, absolutely, France. I think... uh Martha nailed it. I, I think customer experience is more than just be empathetic and be nice to the customer, right? It has bottom line impact um, in financial results. You know, one of the maybe fortunate truths of CX is that good CX costs less to deliver than bad CX. There's less service recovery. There's less repeat interactions, there's less re, recasting of transactions. So um, I think agencies are awakening to that. And in an era where, you know, trust is such a critical capital for these agencies right now, 
um, in the way that they serve citizens. So I really think they are coming around to it and we're seeing more activity than ever right now in CX. You both use that critical term trust. Trust in government has been on the decline for decades and it's at its lowest point, I think almost since it's been measured. You see a thing like the federal response to the pandemic. We've got spectacular examples of where the government's really met the challenge. Small Business Administration, we've got largest number of vaccines in record time. But then you see, you know, the level of of error in, in payment distribution. You see vaccine distribution tripping up. That contributes to this sort of perception that government's not serving the citizen well. Citizens uh, confront service of the government in every life event, right? And, and in some cases, they get a great experience, and many they don't. What realistic expectations should we have that improving the customer experience for the American citizen is going to really turn that trust dial around? So I'll, I'll start, and then, Dan, you can chime in, but, you know, being realistic and you think about the citizens um, perspective on government they think of government as federal state and local they may even not understand totally the differences between all the branches of government and so they there it is very difficult to move that overall trust in government number right because not any one thing is going to really move the needle all the and right now with everything that's gone on over the past year between covid and the election and you know even trusting in the election process people don't have a trust in government but you can look at trust by program and by agency and start moving the needle within that agency so that you know every interaction that the government has with a citizen or whatever their customers are is a chance to rebuild trust in that agency or that program. I mean, we've seen the VA move their trust scores over 30% in the last five years because they have focused on the veteran experience. So it is possible to to increase and improve the trust program and agency, you know, agency by agency, but it is a difficult thing to move that entire big trust score, just to be honest, it's like turning a battleship. Yeah, just just to add to that, Martha, um, I think in an era of the just incredible prevalence of social media and with citizens considerably more likely, I mean, the stat in my mind is they're nine times more likely to post about a negative experience as they are a positive one, that increasingly brand reputation you know, whether, you know, that's not a term our, our agencies use routinely, but they do have brands and they do have reputations, right? Um, that is increasingly dictated by what the citizen says about their interaction, right? So I think they're embracing that notion and, and sort of that is taken on proactively right now. Um, to protect their reputation overall. Just just an add to, to maybe some perspective on why we're seeing them embrace CX. I, I think also trust does correlate or service does correlate to trust in that 
you know, if you if you have there's data on a satisfied customer of postal service is more likely to use them for for mailing their packages than to go to an alternative source or uh, satisfaction with the U.S. Um, PTO uh, increases their their uh, belief that the government is more innovative. So there is direct correlation between the service, trust, mission delivery, and economics. Do you have a reaction when you witness an organization with traditionally high performance sort of collapse, like the Postal Service? Well, I think it's it's always been interesting that the Postal Service has had fairly good scores, but yet internal operations, they've had such problems. And so you know, when you hear about why some of the problems financially are the way they are, and I think they get, they get, you know, they're a pawn in politics sometimes too. So I think there's other reasons why many of these agencies have people, you know, public servants who are in there trying to do the best that they can every day. And sometimes it's just not as easy as it may seem from the outside. Martha, one of the things that you pushed for early on, um, both inside government and when you left government was for agencies to establish formal customer experience operations and not just assign it to somebody else. Well, you'll be in charge of customer experience while they did five other things. Has the maturity of the customer experience organizations across government proceeded the way that you envisioned? Has that has the job of chief customer experience officer matured uh, to the level that you would like it to see, that you would like it to mature? So I think in some agencies it has. I mean, we go from agencies that have seven people to agencies that have 150 people in their experience offices. And so it's, and the good thing is we have, you know, agencies like the VA that started this in a very early, as well as federal student aid and um, and GSA. And so people are learning from what functions they've put into their chief customer officers or offices and then, you know, there's a lot of different models in the way that you execute those roles and responsibilities. I'm happy that there's so many agencies now that have established a position or an organization that focuses on the customer. Because I don't believe you may not need a chief customer officer forever, but you need somebody to at, at the very beginning who can bring the data together from across the organization and really understand the full experience through all of the touch points across all the different channels and the government is just so massive even within an agency like usda or hud or social security you know and the va where you've got to have some ability to do that what about so you know me martha you can take the boy out of omb but you can't take the omb out of the boy what (laughs) what is uh what is omb's role here they've generally been the source for driving government-wide improvements. They were advancing the CX ball, but then those requirements got pulled out when the the previous administration revoked Part 6 of A11. Does that have an impact? Is there a stronger role you think OMB can play in this? So so I think that you know, that was another politics, you know, at its best, you know, at the 11th hour in terms of pulling Part 6 out. I think OMB has actually helped us in the last five years with with the creation of uh, Section 280 in A11. And it's I don't think it's impacted the agency's focus on it because 
pretty quickly they came back through a you know a memo that said everything's still in place and so the people who are doing this within agencies are committed to the goal and the you know the the goal of improving these services that they deliver to the public or to their customers so i think that they've uh, omb's played it a lot different recently than they did in the past and they're playing it more in the providing tools and resources and networks in order to help facilitate agencies going in that direction i think i think to move us forward they're going to have to do something similar to what was done in the recovery act where you assign the, the responsibility and the chief customer officer has to report to somebody like a deputy secretary or deputy secretary for management who has to go to OMB and the White House and report on service levels. I think we're really deficient in talking about actual service levels. We can talk about the feedback, which is really important, but nowhere can you find how many days or weeks or months does it take to process disability claims or to you know get approved for a certain kind of loan or and that's that's a missing piece but it's not an easy piece to solve dan we're starting to run out of time we just have a couple of minutes left but i wonder to to uh, robert and martha's discussion about omb do we have any sense yet of where the new administration the biden administration wants to move regarding customer experience or the level of elevation that we should expect to see in customer experience. It existed as a thing in the president's management agenda in the Trump administration. We're waiting, uh, we should actually any day now from the indications that OMB has given, um, get a look inside the new president's management agenda. Do we have a sense yet of where customer experience will rate? You know what, Francis, I'm not sure that I have a clear sense or, or in my reading, have I gathered a clear sense of where the Biden will play Biden administration will place CX in its priorities. But I think I've heard some related rhetoric, at least, um, about sort of restoring the virtue of what it means to be a civil servant and to be a federal employee and to support and empower federal employees. And I think an engaged federal workforce is a stop on that path, right? So it starts with empowering employees to serve customers better, making sure they're resource supported and and um, put in a position to be successful in front of a customer. So I know the Biden administration has prioritized employee experience, which to me is on that on that same path. Yeah, I, I also think that they have their clear indications that digital services, are getting some priority just based on the the people that are coming back and the people that are being placed in certain political positions. My concern, and Dan, I've got your quote right here, digital transfer, no, where's your quote? Everything is digital, but not everything is, uh, well, I thought I had it right here. <laughs> what is it, Dan? What is your, what is your quote? Every, everything is digital, but digital is not everything. There you go. And that's my concern is, you know, when we when we focus on digital, we just have to make sure that we're we're solving the end to end journey of the citizen, because you can see in, in the current example of COVID, which is not everybody had a computer to be able to go on and register for their vaccines. And so you've got to think through that full journey. You can't just get a vaccine developed. You need to have a plan for how you're going to actually deliver it and get it into arms. So that's a perfect example for, for what this means in terms of customer experience. 
especially when it's life and death. Exactly. Martha, Dan, a terrific conversation. Martha, thanks for uh, putting up with me kind of uh, mm, maybe not giving you as much respect as you deserved uh, years ago when you started talking about CX and, and letting me come around and understand the importance of it. I appreciate that very much. It's all right. It's, You're not the only one. To, You're not the only one. Does, <laughs> and, don't, and don't feel bad. He does it to me every week. Well, you deserve it, though. She didn't. Uh, and Dan, it's great to have you on the program too. Thanks for coming on and and helping us understand what's really going on at, in the on the front lines. Hey, Thank really you. appreciate you having me. And Martha, always a pleasure to be be on with you. You too, Dan. Nice to see you, Francis and Robert. Thanks for listening to the Fed Heads, brought to you by Grant Thornton Public Sector. All of the resources talked about during the episode are available in the episode description. We'd love to hear from you. Connect with us on Twitter at GT Public Sector to join the conversation. And don't forget to leave us a comment or review on iTunes or the Google Play Store.